Welcome to Compression, the quest to $100 million in just one year. Join me, your host, Logan Freeman, in this one-of-a-kind interactive podcast experience where I am on a quest to compress three years of achievement and production into 12 months. And no, the answer is not to just work harder. I'm bringing you not only ideas and concepts that are complete at the theoretical level, but they're also effective at the applied level. Look guys, knowledge is not power. It is potential power. Knowledge plus massive strategic action equals power. We're talking about strategy, systems, accountability, all in real time. This is Compression. And we're back. Another episode of the Compression Podcast. We're getting ready to wrap the year up. Probably have two or three more episodes for the end of the year, man. And we're sitting at $89.8 million of transactions done. Hit me with an applause, brother. Hit me with an applause or something. Right, so, so tell me, tell me, tell me, how 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 serious were you when you said I wanted to do a hundred million? Did you just it, pull it out the air? I pulled it there out you. of the air, man. It had, <laughs> I I was like, there is no way we are even getting to to that. There, there's just no way, man. Like, what was the biggest year before? What was the biggest year before? Man, I, I'd have to say it's you know, it's been right around forty to forty five. Come on. Yeah, Come on, man. 40 to 45. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's unreal to think about that, you know, and and being able to double that and all of the other things that we have completed over this year. It's, uh, it's a, pretty, a pretty big mountain that we've been climbing, and we're not to the peak yet, and we got a couple more transactions to get over the finish line before the end of the year. But, man, how I much is you, in the pipeline, Logan? How much is in the pipeline, man? We got about $25 million in the pipeline. $25 million. Come on, man. Yep, $25 million. So this does two things for me. One, it shows me that it's, it's uh, you know, when you set a goal, even though it seems like this crazy goal that's out there, if you take action and, and you're intentional about it, you can get there. But also, it shows me what's possible, utilizing leverage through people, technology, and capital. And, you know, I, I was, I'm just recently kind of, getting turned on to this guy, uh, Keith Wasserman. I don't know anything about him, but I know Gelt is a company that started, you know, 15 years ago, I think, 10, 15 years ago. And that guy's at $2 billion, And he wasn't in the space before. And he's built this thing up to $2 billion. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to learn about his story a little bit because it's very, very similar. And uh, I'm just excited to kind of see that because it's the realization that it's possible is, is out there if you just stay there. And we're going to have an episode on this, um, this topic specifically at the end of the year, but it's positioning versus trajectory. And early this year, I got caught a lot in positioning, comparing myself, all these different things. But now I know the focus is on trajectory. And uh, that gives me a lot of, a lot of, uh, inspiration and confidence for the rest of the year and for the next five years. So anyways, man, I'm excited about this. We're going to jump into wins, losses, and we're going to put some people up on game. So I wanted to to start with you. 
or I can start, but let's get through some wins this past week. I've got some good ones. I know you do as well. Why don't you kick us off, brother? Yeah, man. I'll, <laughs> I don't know if it's a win, but it's a game changer for me. So hopped over to Costa Rica, went down to a really, really small surfing town on the West Coast and three hours from the capital, three hours from the airport, had a person I met at Secret Knock out in California, invite me down to a mastermind. They rented out a whole hotel, kind of what we've been talking about doing in KC, right on the beach, oceanfront, and created relationships. As Ray said, she said, I could have went on a trip with friends and not bonded the way I bonded with these people over the yeah. past four days. And so we get there, do that, get back, and I get back home at 3 a.m., I have to leave at five to get to the leadership bullpen. And we got through all of that, got through two sessions of the bullpen yesterday, one from nine to 12, another from one to four, grab the kids, come back. And, you know, I get a text while I'm in the second session. It says, hey, you don't have to do everything by yourself. Pick me up from here. I rode the train up to help you drive back because I know you only slept two hours last night. Man. And... You know, for somebody to show up for me like that, you talk about the sacrifice. I I, I couldn't even count that high before right. last week. So um, just, you know, connecting on that level and creating an, an experience I'll never forget and one that she won't either is just uh, it's a huge win for us. A great way to close out the year because yeah. I had on the bucket list to show her the Pacific Ocean because she'd never been. And uh, we were able to do that. And the crazy part is I thought we were going to be on the East Coast in the Caribbean. We're out on the West Coast seeing seeing folks on their surfboards, getting it done. That's pretty cool, man. That's really cool. What an experience. I tell you what, you are the king of quick trips, getting out of the, you know, getting out of the country and or other places and getting back. And uh, that's inspiration for me because I'm a homebody. <laughs> I'm a homebody and, you know, we're in different positions with the kiddos, you know, and, and stuff yeah. like that right now. But um, that's really cool, man. That's that's a big win. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, I'll, I'll cover some some wins. You know, we've done four full days of annual planning now. You know, when you're an owner of a company, you have to um, plan the planning session with your team. So, <laughs> you know, going through that four times created a lot of clarity and it was a lot of mental fatigue for sure. Um, but getting refocused and setting the intention for for the year is very important, especially taking in, into consideration in our business market cycles and kind of positioning where you're at uh, with your own portfolio. And so we had you know a couple of days of just the partners, and then we had two days full this week of of with the director level and above at FTW, kind of getting the planning set for uh, for 2022. And uh, we'll talk more about that. I've got it pretty well uh, honed in, and I've got some good strategies that I'm gonna I'm gonna bring to uh, the compression listeners here very soon. But I think it's really important to to do that on an annual basis because you have to take stock of of where you're at, what opportunities are in front of you, what weaknesses you've got, what strengths, the opportunities and threats. Obviously, going through the SWOT analysis and and utilizing the EOS system very helpful to create clarity and set the vision and not only for the partners, but now 
employees know kind of where we're headed and what we're trying to accomplish, which was very, really important. And that's the first time we've ever done that with other people outside of the, you know, the three guys that are kind of running this company, man, this is going to be the third year uh, coming up here, which is, which is pretty crazy. You know, I mean, uh, it's pretty interesting to see, you know, this thing kind of continue to grow. So that was a big win, man. I, I would say that implementing the power list. So this is something that's really important to me. You know, I've done the intentional journal. I've done um, the, sorry, the intentional day journal. I've done Brendan Prashard's high performance planner, uh, Darren Hardy's living your best year ever journal. I've done a lot of these different journals and um, I've gone back and forth from using them, but the power list for, for me is really important. And I'm trying to figure out kind of what my system is going to look like for 2022 and uh, the intentional day journal and living your best year ever journal is highly focused on habits and things like that. And then going through wins and losses power list is what do you need to do today? You know, so it's a little bit of both and I've got to figure out what my system looks like, but utilizing the power list every single day and racking up these W's, man, I tell you what, there's a power in the psychology of being able to circle the W and say, you know what? I hit it and I was able to get what I wanted to accomplish today done. And so there's two pieces of that, setting the intention in the morning and then obviously going and executing throughout the day gives you kind of a decision filter to be able to uh, focus on those most valuable priorities and the profit producing activities that tie to those MVPs. So huge, you know, win with that. You know, my health is another win the last couple of weeks. I'm the lowest weight that I have been all year. So 263.4. And, you know, you know, last week I was a little worried about you know, weighing in and all that stuff this week. And so uh, working out, drinking less, eating better um, has all, you know, pro provided some results. So the goal is 255 by the end of the year. You know, I say if I hit, if I break 260 by the end of the year, I'll be very, very happy. Um, but guys, I was, you know, 285, 287, you know, five months ago, you know, so, you know, dropping that weight has been really important uh, and focus on my health is, is really important as well. Getting better sleep too, which is, creating more energy and less stress. And that is so important for sustainability. I think it's one of my top, you know, um, skills as an entrepreneur and a business owner and somebody trying to be a high achiever is you got to focus on your energy. And man, I tell you what, I'll put my energy up against anybody's and I'm very intentional about the breathing, the getting the, the, the water in, the workouts, the sleep. It's so important for sustainability. Last win here. Exchange CRE, working on my Kansas broker's license, uh, very close to being done with the education, got the actual date set to take the, the broker's test. And uh, yesterday went through a slew of interviews uh, with people for the administrative assistant. And I think we've identified the winner. So we're going to offer her a position on Monday or Tuesday of next week, uh, which is very exciting. And uh, Alex was obviously a part of all of that. And seeing that come to fruition is going to be very important for our business in 2022, launching a whole brand new company. I mean, you know, through the midst of everything else. I mean, that's was an idea, you know, that we've talked about here on compression. Had a lot of work to do to get to that point. Now we're launching. Now we're getting the team and leverage, leveraging this. And I think building, building something, let's say if it's tech enabled in regards to the marketplace that you know, maybe a, a VC company sees value in at some point is very exciting for us because, you know, we're, uh, we're a business that really, you know, is not viable unless, you know, the partners build something that, um, 
you know, it, it can actually be purchased. It's hard to purchase kind of just like properties and in a, a management company, you can do that. That's fine. But inside of this, if we can build something that is scalable on that side of the business, I think is very interesting for us. And, and obviously we've seen a lot of prop tech kind of be really hot uh, for a lot of VCs. And so I think we've got something there. <clears throat> and if we compare that with tokenization of real estate, uh, we might have something really interesting um, on the back end here of, of everything that we're doing. So those are all the big wins, man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say we had another really great week here at FTW and, and uh, you know, me personally. So it was a, it was a great week. I, I, you have to be ecstatic. Like, you didn't even have a brokerage in the plans for 2021. Right. I mean, that piece is um, is so important because of where we're at in the market and being able to be a self-sustaining business, no matter what's happening outside of our control is really important. And one of the quotes that I'm going to leave us with all today is from the stoic Marcus Aurelius. And he talks about that in the quote, but you have to be able to control what you can control and, and pivot to the market. And I've always done that. You know, it, it was buyer's rep on single family homes. It was 1031 exchanges. It was buying our own properties, but you know, you can't change what's going on in the market. So you have to be able to be fluid enough to be able to, you know, make capital and, and generate revenue uh, throughout all of those processes. And so that's going to be really big for sustainability of our company um, on an ongoing basis and talent acquisition in that, in that space, man, I tell you what, that is, there's value there. So I'm really excited about this. All right. Jump into the losses, brother. You got any losses you want to share with the, with the listeners? I definitely do, <laughs> but, uh, and we're going to spend some time on this, but I'm curious to hear what you got. Man. You know, I, Losses, 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 losses. Try to have a short memory on those things. Dude. Sure. Um, you know, I did not finish the book that I was supposed to read this week. And I felt a little behind the eight ball because of it. Um, we're, we're going through two different books. And so the way that we set up the bullpen, we've got a senior group and a, an emerging leader group. And the emerging leaders are only going through a six-month program. The senior group is going through a 12. And that six-month group, I had to offset the curriculum. So they're not just doing the first six books. Like, they've got a different curriculum, and it just split this month. And so this is month three for them. So when they broke off, I didn't get through all of their book before the session. And so it made that conversation a little more difficult. Fortunately, the, the emerging leaders dove in and they were fully engaged in the conversation. So I didn't have to search for a lot of stuff there. And it was a reread for me. I've read it before, but it, it was my intention to read the entire thing kind of page to page before going in there with them. But we were able to get it done still. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I, I revisit books quite often. And, you know, when I revisit books, thankfully, the first time I read them, I typically, you know, have a note card in every single book. And so then when I revisit them, I can just actually hit the highlights that I actually really pointed out the first time. Um, but there are a few books that I try to reread, you know, cover to cover or listen to on a regular basis. You know, James Clear's Atomic Habits every year is important. You know, 10x rule was always important for me to read uh, from a mindset standpoint. So 
Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that stuff, but I, I don't hold myself hostage in regards to actually getting through them anymore. It's like <clears throat> if I reread it or re-listen to it or I'm doing summaries of the books that I've already read because maybe they they pull out something that's a little bit different than, than what I have in the past, man. So I'm right there with you. Um, I got I got a couple losses I want to I want to share with you. One, we, we don't have any office space right now. We had to move out of our office and our space is not finished because we're building out our new office be brand new man it's gonna be sweet and be awesome but right now kind of the whole team is in flux and so not having a centralized location the last week has been kind of a discombobulated situation um wednesday of next week we'll start to get to move back in and we'll be back in on the 20th is is the kind of the the trajectory right now which is good um but you know this leads into the second loss which is jerome how do i know if i'm leading people correctly <laughs> especially if I don't get to see them on a regular basis. But since you've been working with the leadership bullpen, man, something that has really been kind of on my mind is, you know, how do I know if I'm <clears throat> leading effectively and in the right way, especially if I'm not being able to see those people on a regular basis, that's kind of a tough scenario. Yeah. So seeing them isn't as important as their production, right? Okay. And so effectiveness is really tied to, are they achieving or accomplishing the mission that's set before them? And, you know, the other place I'll go is I think leaders are responsible for creating the environment and making sure the resources are available to allow them to overcome whatever roadblocks may be in their way. So if you've got people who have low morale, I think that's a leadership issue, unless they just don't want to be involved anymore. If they aren't completing the tasks that are put in front of them, I think that's a leadership issue. If there's always frustration or what I call you playing fetch with them, and I'm not insinuating that employees are dogs, but what happens is sometimes we give people tasks and they give them back to us. And we want you to go play, right? We, we don't want you to bring this thing back because if I have to do the thing, then you're, we're not leveraging your capacity. Right. And so, you know, the things that I said a lot of words, but if I want to get back and be concise, you want to see if they're achieving or accomplishing the outcomes and if they're not, you want to understand, is it a resource issue, environment issue, or something that's totally within their purview and they're not taking care of it? And if that's the case, then you might need to have a performance conversation. If it's the other two, you need to figure out how to remove those impediments. And then the last thing is just checking on morale and seeing if people are excited about what they're doing and feel like they're supported and have all that they need in order to be successful at it. Yeah, those are really good points. You know, I, <clears throat> I think it goes back to me is like, am I giving the right direction to each person and making sure that the priorities that we have, they have as well. And I'm sharing the critical task list or the power list with Lee and my and, and my team every day. And Lee is sending it back to me too. So if you're a leader, I would highly recommend if you have direct reports, depending on how many you have, right? I only have two, so it's not that many. But if you have direct reports, sharing what your power list is for the day, and then obviously, you know, having them do that, that's been huge on the leadership side for me, man, is, is knowing what they're working on and being able to redirect in the, you know, in real time saying, hey, actually, you know, I think this actually needs to be on and that doesn't. Um, man, that gives you a good insight on to kind of what they're doing. And then you check in the next day to see, how it went the the previous day and you have kind of a baked in accountability um, system with your employees and your direct reports. And I'm going to keep doing that. And I think that's going to be my best, one of my best tools 
you know, for leadership um, going forward. Obviously, the culture and and morale very important uh, for all of those things. And I think that's led by, hey, do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I'm always checking in with Lee and and Allison, make sure that their priorities are set the right way. So I appreciate that, man. Um, I got a I got my first email from Lee this week. Oh yeah. Oh, was it? Um, well, Lee's definitely taking over the communications, man. So getting that that delegation going is is good. But was it a mass email about a deal, or was it something something other specific? It was a deal email. Yeah. Yeah, so Lee's name's going to start showing up on that stuff, man. And, you know, he's taken a lot of the first calls off my plate, almost all of them. And uh, he's been through, you know, a capital raise now, which is very exciting. And so I tell you what, that is freeing up a, a good portion of my of my weeks to the tune of 10 to 15 hours, uh, which is huge. So going through the focus funnel of eliminating, automating, delegating, and the three levels of, of delegation, directive, objective, and leadership, uh, been really important with with Lee and and he's going to be a big resource for us going forward, man. So it's been a it's been wonderful, and he's taken ownership a lot of these different things and is willing to jump in there and and kind of get after it. So um, it's been a great a great addition to the team. I'm really excited for him and and 22. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, man. Well, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I wanted to put some folks up on game and. Uh, you know, I th- this was so timely for me uh, reading James Clear's newsletter this week, and I'm just going to share some some things that he uh, put about it. That I'm going to iterate on them, but he says this: Think about what you want today, and you're and you'll spend your time. But if you think about what you want in five years, you'll invest your time. And one of the good things about having two business partners that are more you know, more long-term thinkers in a lot of different ways allows you to invest your time. And I'll tell you this, I am more um, focused on where my time is spent more than ever because I have less and less of it, it feels like. And so being able to make sure that when I am focused on doing something, that it has a positive ROI, it's tied to the powerless, it's tied to the vision and traction organizer, gives you a lot of clarity. And if you think about what you want in five years, you'll invest your time. If you're investing your time, you'll get that clarity back, which is really great. And it's a big piece of, of what brings results. And so I love that he said that. And this was another thing around positioning and trajectory. Someone else living a good life does not prevent you from living a good life. There are many ways to win in plenty of space. And I, I thought that was beautiful because at the end of the day, you know, there's a big pie out there and a lot of pieces for people to go and and kind of, you know, get their own slice. And uh, just because somebody else is living a good life does not prevent you from living one. And so it got me back thinking about this comparison piece and thinking through positioning versus trajectory. And uh, there's a great podcast out there. It's called Motive 8, the number eight. And uh, Nahid Dadad it takes all of these tracks and then, you know, either puts them on his podcast <clears throat> and they're short usually. Uh, eight to 15 minutes. And then he'll, he'll say a few things about him. And one of them was this positioning versus trajectory, which, you know, is obviously from James clear. And I loved seeing that on his podcast and listen to that as well. And this was the last one from James. You don't need to catch every break. If you're willing to keep trying, every winner has an archive of losses, but each attempt creates the chance for a victory. You need to be patient, but not passive active patience. I loved 
active patience, you know, it was like, uh, you know, infinite patience produces immediate results, right? That's from Wayne Dyer. Uh, and I remember, you know, thinking about this and it's like, you know, be, be quick, but don't hurry. You know, these, these are all these threads that are kind of coming through and, you know, you just have to keep trying, you know, and, and everybody's heard the Michael Jordan quote, I think something along the lines of, uh, you miss every, you miss hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Right. And so you just got to keep trying and you got to keep showing up. You need to be patient, but not passive, you know, active patience. And so I, that, that his whole newsletter this week just really spoke to me on all three of those different things that he wrote. And I just loved all of those, man. You got any thoughts on any of that stuff? But I mean, it really hit home for me. Man, I could go a lot of places, but what I would say is that the patience piece is something that so many people misunderstand. Patience and even gratitude or contentment <clears throat> are really difficult concepts for achievers to wrap their head around. It doesn't mean that it's all good, don't worry about it. What it does mean from my perspective is if you can enjoy the space that you're in, then you won't feel like you're suffering as you move to the new space. Yeah. And enjoying the process is so, so, so valuable. It is. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. Anything you want to put people up on game on before I get to our quote from Marcus Aurelius for the week, brother. Putting people up on game. <laughs> the opening experience, the whether it's a box, a card, a, a some form of a gift is almost more important than the gift. Mm. I love that. <clears throat> I've been, I've been listening to Andy Frisella and Ed Milet talk about that. And, you know, I'm a first form customer now and I bought my first couple of orders. They ship all of their stuff. Uh, they don't rely on Amazon to do it. And when you get something from them on their invoice that they send you handwritten letters in there from first form, and then they wait two weeks or a week and call you to see how the products are, man. It is a different level of service. And so it's a different customer experience. I think that's kind of what you're getting at the heart of. And I think it is so cool when people go the extra mile and do that type of stuff, man. I love that. That is fantastic. All right. I'm going to leave us with this, guys. Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius talks a lot about focusing on what you can control. We've talked a lot about circle of control versus circle of concern. He said this, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. And I will tell you this, last month, two months, I have very little control of outside events and I've been okay with that going through the process, but I've had to really hunker down and get my mental fortitude and attitude and perception and strength in the right way. And I tell you what, studying stoicism is one of the best ways to do that. Going through the virtues of stoicism, all of the different work that you can do in regards to that. Ryan Holiday, fantastic writer on that front, has been so important, especially as we're getting ready for a big 2022 year, finishing out a huge 2021 year, you know, being at $89.8 million of transactions completed over the year. Uh, just blows my mind. And, um, you know, we've been through a lot of peaks and valleys this year. There'll always be those, but if you can control your own mind, you're going to be able to stay sustainable 
and consistent throughout that process. So very excited about that. Very excited about where we're headed. I'll have some more updates on things in regards to 2022 planning uh, next week that we're going to go over. And then the week after that, we have Christmas and we got to dive into the GPS and finish out the year and talk more about the positioning versus the trajectory and kind of where we're going. Quick hitting episode here, guys. I appreciate everybody tuning in to the Compression Podcast. Being a part of this journey this year has been uh, a blessing for me, and uh, I wouldn't be here without it. So it's just been a great process to go through. Hopefully one that a lot of people can replicate for themselves in some way. And I'm going to be talking a lot about that over the coming weeks as well. Jerome, any last words, man? Intentionality drives results. There is no, there is no substitute for that, man. Once you get clear on what you want, you can run fast. You don't double, you don't double what you did the year before if you don't know what you want. It's just exactly right. totally impossible. Clarity creates movement and it creates inspiration more than anything else. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Compression Podcast. We'll be here with you next week. See you guys. I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Compression. My mission for this show is to do my part in helping you crush your limiting beliefs, rise above mediocrity, and live as the best version of yourself. If you feel inclined Please share this show with someone who could benefit, someone who needs to hear this message. As always, please leave us a review wherever you're listening and connect and engage with me on LinkedIn and head on over to CompressionPodcast.com where you can subscribe. And when you do, you're going to get access to my live goal tracker resources to download that will help you along your own compression journey and you're going to be able to stay up with the episodes until next time we'll talk soon